Hey, welcome to Not Your Mana. I just have a little nugget for you today. It's just something that's been kind of wandering around in my head and I wondered if it wanted to wander around in yours. And so it comes out of Luke 8 and my Bible says it's the, the healing of the demon-possessed man. This is when um, Jesus casts a legion of demons out of the man into the pigs, if you know that story. So I just want to unpack that a little bit. So first of all, we know that he is that Jesus leaves Israel here. He leaves the Galilee and goes across the Sea of Galilee to the other side, which is called the land of the Gerasenes. We also find out later in the story that it's near a place called the Decapolis, which is kind of a, um, a Greco-Roman city with Greco-Roman influence, we'll say. So, and there's 2,000 pigs there. So we know that Jews eat kosher. Jews don't eat pork. So when you see 2,000 pigs, you're like, ah, not in Israel anymore. So, and time out, side note. Can we just say, how amazing is it that Jesus did never eat pork? Like most people I think who are kosher have never eaten pork and they don't know. But if Jesus was God, did he know how good bacon is? And then he still didn't eat it? Like that's a whole another level, whole another level. So anyway, that was for free. Okay. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Luke eight twenty six says this, they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Okay, pause, because that is the line that is stalking me, is that he calls him Jesus, son of the most high God. What I'm wondering about that statement is this. Is there anything about that statement, Jesus, son of the most high God, that could be at all influenced by the culture in which this person grew up? So this is a Greco-Roman culture. This is a place where they would have believed in what we now think of as Greek mythology or Roman mythology. And I want to just touch on, is it possible that the way Greek mythology or Roman mythology is built could influence the way that um, this statement is said? And so can you draw back up what you, I'm going to stick with Greek mythology because I know it better. And, but Let's just, just follow me for a second and see if this hits you the way it hits me. In Greek mythology, it is a really big deal who your father is. So especially when, like, cause sometimes like, remember like Zeus and Hera, who's also a God, they would get together and have a baby God like Ares, who's the God of war. Okay. But sometimes the gods would have babies with mortals. And especially in that case, it was a really big deal who your father or your mother was, whoever your divine parent was, would have a big influence on who you are. And their DNA would be very present in any sort of divine ish power that you have would be very reflective of who your divine parent was. So for example, if you have read or watched Percy Jackson, the way that I have with my children, you know, it's just a great example. It's that Percy is the son of Poseidon, who's the god of water and the ocean and such. 
and a mortal. And so Percy, as their son, has a lot of his father's DNA in him and is able to control water and do some miraculous things with water because of who his father is. And so I just wonder, does that shed any light on the way that this statement is read? When this guy says, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In his like Greco-Roman way of thinking, he would say, this man who just stepped ashore is full of the DNA of his father. It is a really big deal who your father is and particularly who your divine parent is, that that changes how you show up in the world. And so the fact that this statement says, Jesus, son of the most high God, it is, that just feels really powerful in my spirit when I read it, but it kind of connected with me when I realized I was like, oh, this is being said in a place that is full of Greco-Roman mythology kind of influence. But I think there's something really true for us in it. Because who is the most high God? He is the creator God. He is the father God. He is the God of the angel armies is sometimes what you read in scripture. And I just love that phrase. I go, we are talking about a father who is, he is in the control of the armies of heaven. And in this statement, it's going, oh, Jesus, I know that you are the son of the one, the one who controls it all, the most high, the almighty, the God of the angel armies, that that is who your father is. And that makes me go, oh, I realize then what is abiding in you, the power of what's abiding in you, because I know who your dad is. And I know what that means for who just stepped onto this shore. And you can tell in the story that the demons go like, ah, they're like, please. I mean, the next line is, please don't torture me. Like you go, please don't torture us because I know that you're capable of it. Jesus, son of the most high God. I just love that statement. I think it says a lot about, I recognize who you are because I recognize who your father is. And I think maybe some, maybe in my kind of American culture, I think I might miss that power of that statement that's coming out of this culture in this space that respected who your father was in a way that I think we maybe don't in our culture. And that this particular father that's being spoken of is the one with all of the spiritual power, the most high God. And the demons, of course, are rightfully afraid because they know who they've run into. And so I think what I want, what I've been chewing on and what I wonder if you want to chew on is, do I understand actually what it means, one, that Jesus was son of the most high God, and I really understand what it means that I am now a child of the most high God. When I get adopted into that family, when I have given my life to God and I have become a part of that family, do I actually realize the power of that? Do I realize who my father is? Do I go, yes, my father is the most high God. That I am a co-heir with Christ. That Do I really understand what is the blessing that it is to be a child of God? Do we really understand what 1 John 3, 1 says and means? It says this, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Do we understand what it means to be a child of God? Do we really understand what it means that that is our inheritance as children of the most high God? That there is a a blessing and an abundance and in a glory that we step into because we become children of the most high. 
who your father is, is a really big deal. It was true in this story in Luke 8, and it is true in my story, it's true in your story. It really, really matters that you have become a son or daughter of God, and that that inheritance is something I think that the enemy is really busy trying to steal, kill, and destroy, that we don't understand the power of that. And I wonder, what if I could understand the power of it the way that this demon-possessed man understood the power of it, that he goes... Jesus, you are son of the most high God. And that this day that that man becomes a son of the most high God and that he goes, this has changed everything. Do I feel like that? Do I walk every day in this understanding that I am a child of the most high and who my father is matters and who my father is changes the way that I relate with the world? Is that a reality that is real and true? And then one of the, is that one of the truest things about me is who my father is? I want that to be more and more true about me. I want to be someone who realizes my identity as a child of God deeper and deeper and that I live in that every day. So that's just what I want to pray for us today. Um, that we would become more aware of that. So God, would you open our eyes really, to what it means to be your child and what it means that we are children of the most high God, that the God of the angel armies holds me in his hand and in his heart in a way that I could hardly even understand. So God, would you help me, help us to understand what it means to actually be your child and what kind of love has been lavished on us, the kind of love that has been poured out in abundance onto us that we get to be called children of the most high God. Help us, Lord. We need you to understand what in the world that means and what that means in the world that we actually live in. So Holy Spirit help. Amen.